Hello everyone and welcome into the Not So Experts. My name is Avery Nelson, joined by my good friend and co-host Taylor Mooney. Taylor, it's been it's we're recording this the day after we recorded our last podcast, actually, if I recall correctly, and it's been a rough one. It's been a I mean, if we're being honest, it's been a shitty day. I mean really bad. Like I the Braves game once again was over before it even the first inning was over. I would like to point out the Braves are still 2-1 up in the series, correct? Yeah, but it, it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Um, so that happened. And, like, I one of our friends texted me and was like, Saban has COVID. And I was like, are you joking? And then I look on Twitter and I was like, oh, my God, Saban has COVID. Like, and then yep. – and then I think I texted you immediately, and I was I was just like, shit, we're screwed. I mean that that like I mean, and think like Saban is fine, you know, but oh my god. Yeah, it's I mean <laughs> honestly. That's the worst damn thing that could happen for the worst. I texted. Thing. I texted y'all and said Nick Saban has COVID, and then I was like, wait, Greg Byrne does too, and you're like, I don't care, and I was like, I mean, I feel bad for Greg Byrne, like. Yeah, I mean, like, I hope Greg Byrne is fine, too. But, like, Greg Byrne can, like, do his damn job from his house. And I wouldn't <laughs> notice, nor would I care. But Nick Saban, I mean, damn it. Like, he can't, you know? I know like, what I, you mean. I obviously hope Greg Byrne is fine. But, I like, I would rather Greg Byrne and Greg whoever Greg Byrne's assistant get COVID than Nick Saban, you know, and like, I apologize to Greg Burns' assistant, like, I don't want anything bad to happen to you, but I assume <laughs> you'll be okay, and I assume you can do your job remotely, if that's a fair assumption, you know, <laughs> like, 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 pretty much anybody except for, like, Sarkeesian and Nick Saban could get Yeah, good, you know yeah, pretty much. Like, damn it, I just... And you know Greg Burns' assistant listens to this podcast religiously as he has to listen to every Alabama Athletics podcast on the web as part yeah. of his job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a big fan. He texted me the other day. He feeds he feeds Greg everything that any podcast says about the program, about the, the athletics department, and then and that feedback. Insider, we have all the insider info, so we just be, like, spilling all the shit. And so they, they're trying to shut us down, you know what I mean? They can't <laughs> stop us. They cannot stop us. We are we are inside. We're inside the beast. All right, and they want us. They don't want this information out, but it's it's what we have to do. It's what we're here for. Um. So besides the Braves getting obliterated, um, and and both of our favorite human being on the planet getting COVID, like it's one of the, it's really it's truly one of those God take me not him moments. Yeah, like give me COVID, like. I just started a new job, and I would rather have COVID than Saban. <laughs> if we, what if we? I could, would rather miss work. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm working remotely already. Like, please give me COVID instead of Saban. Like, please. If we, what if you and I, if, if he could transfer it, it takes two people to take it, so we take it on, okay, and we live with it for a few weeks. That's okay. 
I would live with COVID for a month if Nick Saban did not get COVID. Like, I would dead ass would sit in my apartment for a whole month. Well, I guess I would move. But then I would sit in that <laughs> But then I would move, and then I would sit in that apartment for another month. Like, yeah. I would do some drastic shit for Nick Saban to not Put get Put me on a ventilator for Coach Saban. I don't know about that, but – Oh, oh, you're uh, backing down now. Well, you know what? No, I'm not backing down. Put me on a vent. <laughs> I would do Taylor, Taylor just wants to be asymptomatic for a coach. Man up. <laughs> you know what? Give me some symptoms. Give me some symptoms. <laughs> you know what? Give me some long-term effects. That's how drastic <laughs> I am. I'm kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, all, I'm, I'm halfway kidding here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> point, point being, we would do some crazy shit to take this for Coach Saban. Uh, I think many other people are in our position. I said Twitter, the, I honestly, and I, I say this genuinely, no politics aside, this moment on Twitter for me was more visceral than the president getting COVID. I swear to God. I saw this and I went on Twitter in the fact yeah, that – Democrats and Republicans are like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, like all gumps are like this is bad <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the most uniting thing on twitter in like months i i can't i don't know i can't think of anything else man honestly i think you're right Nick it is, is the most uniting figure in the state of alabama it is god run for governor i mean if tommy tuberville can do it jesus christ I now work for a media company. I can't get political. All right. Well, thank God we don't on this podcast. I had to I had to sign something that said I would not get political. On like any public forum? Yeah. <laughs> Which is perfect for you because you love to stay away from it anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. So this is – that's okay. You, you signed that. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is part of my contract to get paid for this? If you catch me at a bar, we'll talk political. But that is true. That is true. You are you are pretty bad at bars. You ask me in person, I'll talk about it. Nobody but, ask him in person. God, just don't don't do it. Yeah, me and Avery got in a fist fight one time. No, I'm kidding. We did. <laughs> We've only almost been in one fist fight and had nothing to do with politics. Nothing to do with politics. Also, also saying it almost came to a fist fight came to a fist fight is very kind. It it was a shouting match at best. Yeah, every every cussed at me. I've cussed at you for many times. Uh, You've but... cussed at me before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'll do it again, Taylor. Whatever, man. I uh, I'm gonna cuss a lot probably this weekend. So yeah, like I, I, you know, I don't know. I was talking to my mom actually. I just I had to do laundry at my mom's place because our laundry room, the whole my laundry situation, in my apartment's a shit show. I don't want to get into it, but I was over there. And she, yeah, she was like, uh, she was like, did you, were you screaming at the TV last weekend? And I was like, no, I look, I've seen, I've said this on the podcast. I've seen the lowest of lows for this program. I was in the stadium for Louisiana Monroe. Nothing will ever get worse than that. And at this point, it's just like, I don't know, whatever. We're in the greatest dynasty to ever exist nah, for the program we root for. I was yelling a lot. I know. I know. And like, I know I probably, I do when I'm with you, but when I'm alone, I'm just like, I don't care. Wow, I'm the scapegoat? Yes, I'm absolutely. Scapegoat. You're the reason I curse. Everybody should know this. I did not curse until I had journalism with Taylor 
in high school. And then ever since, I've cursed like a sailor. I don't even cuss that much. You do, and so do I. That's a lie. I cuss a lot. I don't yeah. like to feel out my new coworkers. Like I can drop a couple of cuss words occasionally, you know. But yeah, I that much. I was frantic one day uh, last year, a year ago actually, during our event, one of the events. And I was like frantically running around our office trying to get some stuff, trying to go back to the venue, and I dropped a GD under my breath, but loud enough for my boss to hear in his <laughs> office. He's like, Avery, I heard that. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, I went from, like, working in an office of, like, people that are our age, like, almost yep. exclusively except for my boss, to yep. people that are, like, actual adults, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Like, I, actual adults, the one thing I've noticed, actual adults are, like, a lot of times they'll be like, ah, that's some bullshit, too. Like, they get it, you know? Adults get it. They do. No, absolutely. When I worked on the uh, construction side I worked on, that was that was the Wild West, man. You said whatever you damn well pleased. I once told the person working with me, uh, excuse my French on this one, everybody, but this is a direct quote. I was very stressed one day, and they were kind of messing with me, and I, I walked off. I said, y'all got me fucked up, and I walked out of the office <laughs> and went and ate lunch in my car. I laid down in my car for 30 minutes. <laughs> This man, Avery, never heard of an HR department. <laughs> yeah, the HR department was a, a hike across the construction site. Nobody was worried. God. So, uh, yeah, point being, uh, this this past weekend was bad, but this weekend is worse. And we'll get to Georgia in a minute. Um, but Oh, yeah. I Well, I'm just drinking my typical – I still have my Boda Box Cab South. Nice. Uh, so I got mad into them, so I'm pretty I'm pretty hyped. The the Boda Box train is filling up quick. Matt puts red wine in the fridge. He he, he does, and Matt Matt, you deserve to get called out. I hope you're listening. Matt is gonna listen to this a hundred percent because he wants to. Matt is gonna listen to this because he wants to get mad about the Georgia game. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he's gonna listen to it, you know, before the game, so he can get mad, and then he'll text me like. You're an idiot, bitch, you know? Uh, <laughs> I already knew that, Matt. Thanks. But he's an idiot because he refrigerates red wine. That's right. We got him. We got him before he could get us. So I'm drinking Terrapin Luau uh, in my big-ass sports and social beer glass. I need you to – like, everybody needs to see this. You need to, like, send me a picture so I can put it on the Instagram story or something. It is, it is like a 36-ounce, like – beer glass or it's insane so i guess i poured a i poured a 16 ounce beer into that can's 12 buddy it's just a normal can of beer okay regular can okay so it's 12 ounces so (laughs) 12 ounce can it takes up about what what is that about half of the a little a little over no it's about half yeah yeah uh, yeah a little over half of it's it's a big ass beer glass and so um you know, they just kind of let you take them home there if you if you buy the big beer. So I was like, well, give me the big beer. I want the That's very kind of them, and it, it it's definitely great for comical effect because that it looks hilarious. It's huge. It's just like look at my hand here. And your hands are uh, a little bigger than mine, but that's not saying much. I got average size hands. I'm an average. <laughs> I'm average in every way. Tamper Can't talk politics, but innuendos totally on the table. Tamper your damn expectations, everyone. 
Did you have any beers pre-podcast? Oh yeah, dude. I had a I had a, I had four beers before this podcast. So I went I went to watch the damn Braves game uh, at the bar and well at the bar at, at a like it's like a bar and grill type place, right? Um, with a couple of buddies and uh, drank four beers and said, "All right, time to not do this anymore." Jesus. Yeah, you left early. You texted me early. I was I was still doing laundry. Yeah, Avery texted me. He was like, so is the Braves game bad? And I said, look at the score. I think it was 14-0 at that point. Yeah, it got worse. It got worse, folks. Damn it. <laughs> oh, well. Luckily, this isn't a Braves podcast. Do we, um, we want to get into – do we just want to go into Bama, Georgia? No, I, no, actually, because I did, I did want to touch on a little bit more. Today was a COVID-heavy day. It was insane. The SEC is a is a forest fire of COVID at the moment. Dude, it's crazy. It's Vandy, Vandy, Vandy had to cancel their game because they didn't have enough scholarship players already. That was like Monday. Which Florida, is crazy because you have 85 scholarship players. I think you have to be missing over 30. You have to have you have to have 53. They're playing NFL rules basically. Mm-hmm. You have to have 53 scholarship players, and they don't even have that. No, they are when they were they were on the brink last weekend when they played their game, and then they went over the edge this these, week. These dudes need to quit partying in in Nashville, man. Like, yeah, it's too fun out there, man. That's where we're going to Franklin this weekend. We're gonna get COVID, man. Shit. <sighs> well, not in Franklin. It's chill out there, I hear. I shouldn't joke about that, but. Well, well, we did a five-minute bit on put me on a ventilator for coach, so. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> we apologize if we've offended anybody. I Taylor's had four. You're getting peak Taylor and Avery here. I don't know what to tell you. Look, I, I've i been personally affected by COVID, and I can still make some jokes. Like, you should be able to make jokes about everything. There you go, Taylor. However, if we offended you, we're sorry. Uh, right. Also, so not only did Vandy have to cancel their game, uh, Dan Mullen, who wanted to fill the swamp, even though they can't sell 18,000 tickets <laughs> – then has his team go on a COVID tear, they can't play. <laughs> Dude, what Scott, the hell, Dan? Scott Strickland basically came out and said, Dan is a moron. Did you, <laughs> did you see his statement? He was like, sometimes coaches say stuff that's out of their expertise. He was like, <laughs> our coach is a moron, goober, idiot. Like, is basically <laughs> what he said in formal terms. Oh, that's but, incredible. Oh my God, Dan Mullen just sitting on his hands on this one, folks. Like, I mean, absolutely dunked on himself. How do you do that? Which is worse, uh, uh, Big Ten commissioner saying he would let his kid play and then canceling the conference season <laughs> within a week, or Dan Mullen saying I want ninety thousand people in the stands and then having his team have a COVID outbreak. I'm gonna say <laughs> Dan Mullen. I, because, you know what? I I have mega shit on the Big Ten. Yeah. I think Dan Mullen just looks like a complete idiot here. I mean. Dude, the he said he wanted 90,000 people <laughs> in a stadium during a pandemic? I mean, like, I I, I understand from a, to a certain extent, but also, like, you can't do that right now. Like, no. no also. Doing that. Let's not act like Texas A&M's crowd noise 
made your team make uh, uh, discipline errors that they always make. This is classic Florida last week. Oh, yeah. He was like, yeah, like, I don't know how many people they had in that stadium. I was like, they didn't make you fumble and, and, and do dumb shit. Like, they didn't make you, like, they didn't make you do personal foul penalties. Like, they didn't, like. No. Like, and it can't be that loud. It's half co- Let's say they had half capacity. How loud can it be? 50,000 people? It's not that loud. It's not nearly as loud as, as a typical. It's it's a significant Ooh, difference. How loud Cowfield should be? Like, I've had somebody that played at Mississippi State tell me Cowfield is the loudest place in the SEC. It's built so high. And they're, like, right on top of you. Like, yeah, yeah. Straight up, and they're, like, just on top of you. Like, yeah, man. So I, I'd love to go. Yeah. But it, yeah, no, I see it. But I, it, Dan, Dan, eventually for sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, Dan, like, buddy, come on. And then, so you had that, and then before the Saban news broke, Kev, Kiffin said Ole Miss was having Ole trouble. Miss not Ole Miss gave Nick Saban COVID, and I. I hate those assholes. Again. I'm going to blame it on Kiffin, 100%. I think Kirby sent him a text. He, he lost the game. He checked his phone. Kirby said, do it. And he went up and he got a little too close to saving. <laughs> cut a little, he cut a little hole in his the mask. Group text is what gave Saban COVID. Those scheming assholes. You know what I mean? Like He cut – no, dude. He, he, like, he turned around, cut a little hole in his mask, and then walked up and said something to Saban a little too close. You know what I'm saying? Saban had an extended conversation with Kiffin. And he did. Wow, now he has COVID. Pretend to be shocked. Tell me that's a coincidence, Sherlock. Come on. I literally saw somebody on Twitter say that Saban, he had not seen Saban have that long of a conversation with a coach post game. He did talk to him for, really for a minute. Yeah, I, you know, this is going back a little bit. I don't think they hate each other as much as everybody wants to play it on as. I, I like thinking they hate each other because it's comical and it reminds me of like a sitcom couple where like, you know, they always were a sitcom couple. I think it's and a like, mutual respect, but they just didn't jive. Yeah. I, and like at the end of the day, we all know why he got fired. He was already looking ahead, like whatever. But yeah, um, they were, they were, bo- they were beneficial to each other. Like yeah. Kiffin benefited and Saban benefited. And I think they both realized that. But now Saban has gone and gotten COVID from uh, Lane Kiffin, and he just drew a line. Speaking of Kiffin, he just – I'm on Twitter right now. He just went on a retweeting tear, man. I don't even want to know. What? It, no, it's like literally the same picture recruited or tweeted by a bunch of recruits, I think. Yeah. It's the same Ole Miss picture, and he retweeted all of them. They're in a row on my timeline. Like, bro, come on. We don't care, Lane. Anyways, I shouldn't follow Lane Kiffin still. But, yeah, so Ole Miss as well. And then, of course, the news about Saban breaks. And Just I, a crazy uh, thing. Like, but the thing is, you figured something like this was possible. It was, I think it was always going to happen. The fact that it happened to Saban, the fact that it happened to Saban himself is the craziest thing to me. Yeah. And it sucks because we don't get to see Saban, like, you know, do his thing. Yeah, man. Biggest weekend of the year. And last last thing I want to say, quickly on Saban. Well, go ahead. 
is the fact that and I think I I don't think I'm like you know I'm not like observing anything special here, but like the fact that one of the most methodical men on the planet, the who who seems to be the most thoughtful about COVID, in the one of the most thoughtful about COVID as far as head coaches go in the country, yes, ends up with it is just like we were talking a little bit about it before the podcast. It is sometimes just a lottery, and uh, it you know just super unfortunate uh, for somebody who who clearly was an ambassador for wearing masks in the state. He did PSAs in the state, like, uh, like to end up with it. COVID doesn't mean you're being an asshole. No, you know? no, no, no. And some people are going to, some people are going to like Dan Wilkins, bitch ass is probably <laughs> going to portray it like that. But it, that's not how it is. Everybody that gets a virus is not being reckless. They're not like, not caring like it it's a virus it doesn't have rules like sometimes shit just happens you know yeah it happens happens with a lot of illnesses and unfortunately this one is super contagious you know i mean it just sucks (laughs) like it it can be random unless you're baron trump in which case you're living in covid cove so it's bound to happen i'm sorry it wasn't political i had to make the joke i cannot comment on political things I had to make the joke. I'm so sorry, everybody. Again, if I offended anybody, I'm sorry. Okay. So, no, but let's go ahead and move on to basically the fallout of the Saban uh, COVID case in in the Alabama-Georgia game. Um, could it have happened a worse week of the season? Absolutely not. I mean <laughs> – Are you kidding me? Game. I mean, I guess the SEC championship game. Well, I will say, hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. All right. And I talked to this. I talked to Matt and Justin about this earlier. Alabama technically, and I know people don't want to hear this, but Alabama doesn't have to win this game. True. So, I mean, if you think about it, and me and Matt both agreed on this, which tells you that <laughs> kind of crazy, you know. That's a consensus. Yeah. So – if you think about it, if Alabama or Georgia loses this game, it's not a division game. And Florida, if you want to look at the playoffs, Florida bought Alabama and Georgia both a loss, in my opinion. Because, oh, yeah. because, because I think Alabama and Georgia both look better. They pass the eye test more than Florida does. And they have more raw talent than Florida does. And they have better pedigree historically over the last five to seven years than Florida does. So I think in the court of public opinion, they passed the test, you know, know, like, like people are not going to be pissed if let's say Georgia beats Alabama this weekend without Saban, like that's already something that people are going to throw out there. Let's just be honest. and, And I think it's a very valid excuse. Like, you know, I'm not one to make excuses, but not having your head coach in attendance for a football game, especially Nick Saban, is valid, right? Especially one when he's Nick Saban, two when he is a defensive coach and our defense has struggled, and now it is all up to Pete. Yeah, yeah, what a billion and seven percent, like yeah, a billion and seven percent, and and like, you know, so let's say, assuming we play the game, it looks like we're gonna play the game, um, but but let's say Georgia loses. Like, are you going to penalize a team for losing in Tuscaloosa? Assuming it's a close game, if it's within 10 to 14, 
I still don't penalize them that much because realistically, that can be a pretty close game, right? Yeah. So let's say it's within 10 to 14 either way, right? Which I think is 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 definitely probably a guarantee at this point. I would agree, yeah. 10 to 14 either way, Georgia or Alabama, you know, whatever. Um, I don't think either team's getting their ass kicked. So then you have, let's say, Georgia, assuming they went out. Assuming Alabama wins out, they meet in the SEC title game. Um, then you have a two-loss team, but how does that weigh against, you know, like let's say Alabama comes back and beats Georgia. Georgia is undefeated except for a loss with a Nick Saban Alabama, but they also beat Alabama one time. Like they're in the playoff in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there's a lot. There's a lot. Alabama kind of gets a pass this weekend, to be honest. I agree. I agree. Well, to a degree, but like you said, but if, like you said, if it's a 10 point game. Yeah. They're not going to be judged as critically. Um, Like, I think this is good that the committee is in play here in the sense that there is a human element. They can say, look, this was absurd. This is a ridiculous circumstance. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you lost, you lost the greatest college football coach of all time for a week or two. Yeah. Like I, like I understand you have a lot of talent, but losing your head coach is a big ass deal. And I would say the same thing if it was Kirby Smart. Agreed. No, I told yeah, hundred percent. Georgia's rolling into Tuscaloosa without Kirby Smart. Like that is a massive disadvantage. Uh, like it, yeah. Like I, I, you know, it just is. I mean. But I mean, even more so, I would say, and like not to discredit Kirby, but like even more so when it comes to Alabama, because like Nick Saban's been at Alabama for 13 years now. He is yeah. the talisman of not only the football program, but the athletic department. Yeah. He is the face of the university in a lot of ways. Like, it is probably, and may, somebody can tweet at us, at experts if I'm wrong, but it is probably the biggest loss any any football program 100%. It's like Duke losing Coach K. Yeah, I mean— It's it- on that level. Nick Saban is literally the best coach of all time. And if you disagree, please stop. I guess, like, you know. Well, well, hold on. Hold on. You can listen. You can listen. Maybe don't tweet at us, but you can listen. Don't review the podcast. How about that? Definitely don't review the podcast. If you don't like it, don't review it. Um, but, no, I agree. I agree on all those points. Look, and the, it's, it's hard because, like, you don't want to go – and start making excuses straight out the gate before no, anything's happening. Absolutely. But, and we'll have to see. But, like, it just – there's so much thrown up in the air now. Like, how is the game going to be managed by – Saban said that Sark was going to take over things. Yep. Most how, senior coach on staff. Yeah. And, and he's been a head coach. But, but how – going to be managed when he's also juggling the offensive duties Mm -hmm. like it like a lot of people don't understand how much that goes into just being an offensive or defensive coordinator or even a a damn special teams coach like there's so much detail involved in that 
that's why they divvy up the duties. That's why the spe- that's why the head coach can't be the offensive and the defensive and or the defensive coordinator uh, at the same time. It doesn't work. You can have your influence, but you can't do both jobs. Yep. So yep. I think I think that's going to be really interesting to see how he juggles, you know, the offense and and game. I think I will say I think it helps that Alabama has an incredibly veteran offense. Yes. Um, yes. If, if I'm being honest, so like, and I'm not gonna say like, it, you know, it gives Alabama an advantage. It definitely there's no advantage to not having Nick Saban there, correct? So no. But but I mean, if if any team could handle losing their head coach. I think it's probably Alabama because you look at the guys on staff. There's multiple guys that have been head coaches, like whether it be Charlie Strong or, you know, yeah. or you know, there, there's multiple guys on staff that have yeah. been head coaches. You're right. So you can walk through strategy and things like that. And Saban is going to have 107 meetings with Sarkeesian before, the game, so they'll run through a lot of different situations, but it's still just not the same. But Mac Jones, smart guy, veteran guy. Uh, Najee Harris, the receivers, veterans. You got three seniors on the offensive line. Um, you got to just hope that they handle things the best way they can. You know, I mean, that's really what you got to hope. Yeah, that's, um, that is what we're banking on crazy to bank on but i mean what more do you have at this point you know yeah Uh, it is it's a tough one uh and man it's just it's one of those things where besides besides looking at the loss of coach saban which is going to be the main storyline in this game whether anybody wants it to be or not it is it's just going to be um when you look at georgia's previous games against Arkansas, Auburn, Tennessee. Um, it's, it, it's very clear what goes on in these games, and it's classic Kirby. It's classic, like, it's old-school Alabama, really. Yeah, yeah they, and, they're really damn good. And that they are probably the second, the best second-half team in the country. Um, they grind teams to a dust, and that's not an insult. That's not a knock. No, they I, they grind I, I you really down. Do. They stay in the game in the first half, and then in the second half, they absolutely just destroy you. I kind of dig it for real. If I'm being I, like I, from a play style <laughs> perspective, from a I don't dig that it's Georgia doing it. Right. But I dig that style of football. To be honest, I mean, it's and well, the thing is, it's it's very interesting. Right, because typically they they have done a bit of a switch up um, as far as the offensive style goes um, with the hire of Todd Munkin a little bit, and it's still very similar. They haven't changed much. If we're being, I would say it's a little it's a little more modern, a little bit. I'm not saying they attack the middle of the field a little bit more, um, which could be an issue for Alabama because I think you could argue that's where Alabama struggled. Our linebackers, shockingly, are our weakest. Well, I want to, I don't want to say weakest. Our safeties are looking pretty rough, but I would say safety then linebacker. But, but you know, 
if you think about it. So I'm thinking. <laughs> we're yeah, yeah. We think a lot here. Um, <laughs> so, but but to be honest, so you've seen one awful performance, like one just absolutely dreadful performance. Yep. From the defense, the other two performances were not that bad. I think I said that earlier in the week. I believe I said something along those lines where we did not lay an egg against a decent, a, a good A&M offense. Look, A&M torched Florida and Missouri torched LSU. Which LSU, we should not compare our defense to LSU. But, but I'm saying, like, neither one of those offenses torched Alabama. All right. We are not as bad. What I will say, I and this, I this is not the worst game we'll play all year. It has to be or else we don't we we're lucky to get out of the season with with one loss. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, I would agree. But I think and my thing watching the Ole Miss game in the first half at least was okay. I I'm really concerned about the run defense. The second half we definitely stepped up. Stepped up. Our linebackers needed to be there on the second level to stop any explosive plays, and that's like I said earlier in the week. That's what killed us. But the run game in general, we did not – they weren't getting four yards to play. Now, Georgia's run game is much better than Ole Miss's. But much I, say, I think it's a different run game in the sense that Georgia is very, like, you know, north and south. Whereas True. Like, That's you know, true. So it's, it's a little different in trying to stop it and – I don't but their offensive line is so much better than Ole Miss's that I it think is. it is. There's a couple of different. I mean, it, it's going to be Alabama's defense is going to have to step up. I mean, there's no, there's no beating around the bush here. They're going to have to. I think Dylan Moses has to have a big, big, big game. Yeah, and he's due. He had he had an okay game against A and M. He had, obviously last week none of the linebackers had anywhere near a good game. I would say nobody in the whole damn defense except for like Pat Sertain and Josh Job, who were barely. Some of the, I will no, I will say some of the guys in the front seven uh, or in the in the defensive line did show some turnaround in the second half. DJ Dale jumps to mind. Will Anderson, if he could have tackled. Will Anderson was back there a few times and just didn't make the tackle, man. Again, yeah, and I think I think that'll change. I think they'll I. I ho- and I'm hoping. I, obviously, we don't know, but I think that'll be a bit different this week. I don't. Stetson Bennett's not quite as as agile. No a quarterback. He, I will say he made a couple throws at Tennessee. Um, he got pressured a couple times, and he made a couple of like, oh shit throws is what I like to call them. Okay. Like people just up in your grill, like you know you're trying to get rid of the ball. Yeah. You know he he threw a couple of them that that would get picked probably against better defenses. Not that I think Alabama's defense is elite, but they there are playmakers on Alabama's defense that can catch the ball and score touchdowns. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think this game is going to be one of those where uh, the team that makes more critical mistakes, I mean, that's such a dumb statement. But I don't think there will be a lot of critical mistakes in this game. I think there will be one or two. And so wow. – how that breaks, I think, is going to be the decider in this game. And, again, that's a dumb statement. But, like, some games, like Georgia-Alabama games in the past, I would say, well, you can't really bank on either team making a critical error. And I think that's different in this game. I think uh, in this game it's definitely a possibility. Well, I think I think the big play is a huge possibility in this game on both right. ends. And so, 
Like, I don't know. Like, Georgia's defense could make a huge play just as Alabama's offense could make a massive play. You know, like, like a Georgia guy, you know, doesn't pay attention, you know, and Jalen Waddell, you know, not, not doesn't pay attention, but, you know, looks at something, reads it wrong, Jalen Waddell gets behind him, touchdown. You know, right. that can happen just as well as, you know, one of their pass rush guys can get to Mac Jones. He can, you know, deflect a pass and they could run that shit in for pick six. Like, I, I think both are pretty, pretty not likely, but, you know, that's, that is, you know, something that very well could change the game. And I think, I think Georgia's offense is a weakness. Alabama's defense is obviously a weakness, but Alabama's offense versus Georgia's defense. I mean, that is the premier matchup in college football this whole season. I think. It's true. Yeah. Agreed. Because Georgia has, I mean, the best defense in America. And so far this year, I think it's very easy that you could argue Alabama has the best offense. I believe uh, scoring wise, we do. Alabama's averaging 51 points a game. Pretty good. I mean. 51 points a game through three games, three SEC games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One of which against a top 10 opponent. So, you know, they're not doing this shit against like New Mexico State and Middle Tennessee and shit. Um, Yeah. They're doing it against formidable opponents. And and so is Georgia, to be fair. Yeah. Um, Which I think is what makes it super – super i guess nerve-wracking slash fun because uh, mm-hmm. it is always fun to watch you know the top tier teams kind of go at it and see how these kids respond when they're i'm bricking it man i'm bricking it i will say last week uh i'm just kind of i'm i'm just trying to get a general snapshot of because i think the tennessee game was georgia's um well you know it's weird because i would say typically well, that was their their toughest game watching that first half. Tennessee but really, really. Tennessee played them pretty well until Guantanamo Bay uh, started turning the ball over in his own territory. And I'm not trying to discredit Georgia. Like obviously they forced the turnovers, but I don't think Mac is gonna is gonna do that same thing. But if you, I mean, okay, so let's just let's just look at their last two games and ignore the Arkansas game. Um, yeah, uh, and, and Arkansas was really only the first half that was bad. Like the second right. Half that I think that game's kind of a blip anyway. So they're averaging about 206 yards passing. This is me guesstimating in my head, by the way. But 206 yards passing, about 225, 230 yards rushing uh, between uh, Georgia or between – huh? That's pretty damn balanced. It's very balanced, and I would argue uh, Alabama is also extremely balanced. They are also um, – they've turned the ball over once, I believe, in those two games. Uh, so, yeah, pretty balanced. Not making too many mistakes, but let's – look, look. Auburn's defense is not good. Let's be honest. Auburn's defense sucks. They're, and they're and that, is to, that is to say that Alabama's defense also is bad. But, like, Auburn's defense is not looking like what yeah, they were last year anywhere like, near it. Like – Ole Miss, Ole Miss is going to score on everybody. Like, obviously, Alabama looks like shit against Ole Miss, but mm-hmm. Ole Miss is going to score on everybody. Um, and, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I think Alabama's defense is better than Auburn's. I, I agree. Think, well, let me – I think Alabama realistically has a fifth or sixth best defense in the SEC. How about that? 
Not, it's saying so little, honestly. Not no, I know what you mean. You know. No. And like I said last week, I think last week was or last pod. I think this past week was a bit of a blip. Yeah. Uh, and I think it'll, it'll it'll drop back to a bad normal, but a much more normal level. Let me ask you this: What is the the key factor you're looking for in this game that Alabama has to do? To win the game, um, the offensive line, dude. I mean, yeah. that is if Alabama's offensive line holds up, I think that Alabama wins the game. I, you know, I Georgia's got a great front seven, like, like really, really, really good front seven. Like they can rush the passer, mm-hmm. off the run, you know. If Alabama is able to get Najee Harris, you know, 80 yards, and then and then maybe get him, you know, 40 receiving, like Najee gets maybe 120 total yards. Yep. Um, I think that would be a good number, and Mac Jones maybe only getting sacked once, you know, and then maybe getting hurried like three or four times, you know. That'd be a huge game from the offensive line. That'd be massive. Like I think. I told Matt that I thought this was the best offensive line in the country, um, and I and I do think that because talent wise, yes. From a talent perspective, I don't think that they've put their best game together, but this would be the game that you know they could sh- they could very well show up and show their potential and play their best game. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I I I well, go ahead. You, the thing is, like, you don't play your best game, you know, seven, eight times a year. You no. Probably two or three, you know. And then you'll have, you know, maybe two clunkers. We just had a clunker. Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you've watched, I mean, Nick Saban has been on the best run in college football history, and you still have clunkers, you still have games that you have to eke out. You still have games that, like, you just absolutely just show up and dominate, you know. Like, you you have those games. And so this this could be a game where Alabama puts it together. I mean, if you It's going to say a lot about the team's mentality, about whether or not – and I, I'm not saying they can't, but whether or not they can bounce back from that yeah. terrible, terrible showing. And there's a lot of pressure on them. There is. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. know that. Yeah, I was listening to another. I was listening to uh, the Locked On podcast today, and they brought up Alabama lost to Ole Miss and then went to Georgia um, in 2015 as underdogs. That's the last game. Fun fact that Alabama wasn't favored in, um, and they stomped a mud hole in their ass. Do I think that's going to happen this weekend without Saban? No. No. But, can they still win and play really well? I mean, yeah. I mean, the talent is there, and they can do it. Um, Agreed. Will it happen? I mean, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I would say, and I, I offensive line is a good shout, and I was thinking of a run game. Um, but what I'm going to say is something I've been concerned about with. Also, we did Jordan Battle suspended for the first half. Yeah. For 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 I understand the rule. It's bullshit to me, but it is the rule. Oh, sucks ass. Targeting sucks ass. Whatever. But um. Anyways, so the defense is going to be under pressure. The secondary is going to be under pressure because I think we're going to have to 
commit a little more to stopping the run, making sure we have guys in the box. Not a not you know overloading the box, but we're gonna put our corners on island, which is you know always the case in a Saban defense. So I think the the main key for me is actually the front seven being able to get pressure on Stetson Bennett because like you said, pressure have to yes he he yeah. he gets time he'll make the throws like he's got the arm he's he's got he can make the throws if he has the time if he has the time if he gets rushed I think he makes mistakes but. Alabama has kind of struggled at getting that's that's what I'm saying and so I that's I and 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 for me as because like it's it's hard to ask you don't want guys to overcommit obviously but um I think it's the edge rushers that are gonna have to do it's gonna have to be Will Anderson um and those guys on the edge that are gonna have to get to him and they're gonna have to wrap him up and Dylan Dylan Moses in my opinion has to just have absolutely massive games Agreed. Agreed. But it's it's a hundred percent for me. I think I think George is going to run the ball relatively well. Now I think that Alabama can do enough to stop that. But then it 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 yeah you it begs the question. Okay, on you know pass pass a uh, Jesus. Wow, I just went my mind just absolutely spaced on a uh, play actions. Okay. Yeah. Now you you got to play action. He's dropped back. Do assuming this the secondary does its job for enough time, are we able to uh, stop the the passing game? At that sentence was absurdly bad. Point being, have to get pressure on Stetson Bennett. Have to. If he has time, I think this is a no, I don't think it's a shootout. I don't think this game ends up being a shootout at all. It just can't be. I don't think Georgia's defense is going to let that happen. No. Um, the th- but the thing is, w- w- okay, so let me ask you, what do you think your magic number is for Georgia to to win the game? For Georgia so, to win the game? So, so Georgia scores this amount of points and they win. Okay, so just just for the record here, I just want to just this or, is relevant. Or Alabama, I guess. Let's just go ahead and do Alabama. Come on, buddy. Yeah. Let's yeah. So Alabama has to score X amount of points to beat Georgia. So we are currently scoring 51 per game, and we're giving up 30. They are scoring 36 and giving up 12. So roughly even spreads, 21 and 24 uh, point differences. Yeah. I was I was actually talking to my dad and my uncle about this earlier today. I'd say Alabama, and are we doing our score predictions? Let's just go ahead. Yeah, let's do that, and then we can do Okay. That. Okay. And this is a tough one for me. Dude. I, I'm going to say, and I'm not going to predict Alabama to lose because I, I, we're in Tuscaloosa. If this was in Athens, also, I'm never predicting Alabama to lose until post-Saban era. Um, as I watch Coastal Carolina beat Louisiana Lafayette. That's um, live. Yeah, live on live on air as I speak. Okay, so if it was in Athens, I may say different, but like you said, we don't pick Alabama to lose, especially during the Saban era. Even though he is not in the stadium, the fact that he's in Tuscaloosa, I think will give us the edge. And so I'm, I mean, look, it's it's going to be a close one, and I don't I don't think I'm gonna have fun watching it. Honestly, uh, I feel I have a bad feeling about it. Um, the whole game, it's just reeks of like not just a hurdle, but like a stump, not even a stumbling block. It reeks of a pit in the jungle covered by leaves and sticks that we're about to walk into. It reeks of 
a booby trap in a haunted house, then you get trapped in the haunted house forever. I don't like it. Okay. Point being, all that to say, I think I'm going to, a lot to say that I'm going to give Alabama the win 38 to 28. Suck it, Matt. 38, 28. You know what? That's like, I, that's kind of what I am, am kind of. My points that Alabama has to score to win is 35 at least. Yeah, and, and you know, I like, I think Georgia's defense is badass. Trust me. Also, yeah, 12 I'm points a game, dude. Come on. I'm opening a hop executioner to finish this one out. Okay, I'm, I'm pouring a little bit more. If it sounds like I'm peeing, I'm just pouring my boat a box. Uh, Avery's peeing. I can see him. Does it sound like – can you hear it? No, you're not peeing. Okay, this is good podcasting, by the way. Oh, yeah, we're fantastic. Um, but okay, so yeah, 38-28 is my final score. Uh, we cover the spread. Um, spread national champs. Great teams don't just win; they cover. Yeah, I mean, I I'm gonna go 35-24. 11 points, man, dude. But I I don't, I don't think it's a blowout. I think like we get a stop late, you know. Right. And then maybe like score again to ice it. But, and then Najee just can't help himself. Yeah, exactly. I think Saban rubs it in from his from his house. On, Saban phones up. You yeah. see Sarkeesian on the red phone. Saban somehow Saban has a direct line Saban. to the red phone. Turn this shit up, Sark. Turn <laughs> the thread, Sark. You know what I mean? Like Saban. Sark, tear the roof off this bitch. You got it, sir. Saban put money in Bavada. Uh, <laughs> and Saban is like, you know what? Cover it. Man. Okay, so we both have us covering, which is good. Um. Yeah. And I, I don't think – you don't have a good feeling about this game either, do you? Uh, not really. I okay. Mean, well, let's go, let's go ahead. If an Alabama fan tells you that they feel good about this game, they're lying and they're arrogant. I didn't feel good about it before Coach Saban got COVID. I, you know what? I felt fine about it. But – Now. But now I'm like, uh. Yeah. So – We'll see. Also, quick fun fact, uh, Stetson Bennett has thrown one more pass than Mac Jones. Mac Jones has 330 more yards and three more touchdowns. Uh, Mac Jones. Mac Jones for Heisman. We don't have to dig into it because um, we he, are uh, – If he has a big game this year or this, this week, if he has a big game this week. Bring it up, Mac Jones for Heisman. He is going to put himself in that conversation if we're being honest. Go ahead, and now that we've uh, dis- discussed Bavada, who is not sponsoring us, and one, don't gamble, and two, if you're going to gamble, don't, like, just do your own research. Um, it's just who I use to look at the spreads. That's this awesome. week, in the battle for the bottle, Taylor has taken a lead, as we mentioned last podcast. Yo. We have four SEC games, one SEC- ACC game. The spread of games is god-awful, and the only top 25 matchup is Alabama-Georgia. That's it. That is crazy as hell. Yeah. So that spread, by the way, is at four points right now. It's a day to, to, to watch a damn top 25 matchup. That's black. And then the one we're watching stresses, out this, stresses us out the most. It's going to be great. It's going to be um, of everything. Yeah. Let's go ahead, and the first game is going to be the ACC game that I picked, again, mostly because the slate of games is rough. And, like, look, I'm trying here, folks. It is Louisville at number four Notre Dame. Notre Dame giving 17 points. 
Taylor's beloved Notre Dame. You, dude, you targeted me. You said, I'm going to pick this game because I know you're going to pick against Notre Dame. And you know what? I'm going to take Notre Dame. What? Giving 17? And a half or just 17? Just straight up 17. Um, Louisville sucks. I'll take Notre Dame. They really do. This was, this, honestly, that that game's a gimme. I'm going to take Notre Dame, too. I don't even have to get into it. I, Louisville against Georgia Tech. You can't say anything's a gimme after you blew the Oklahoma game last week. Wow, you're right. Actually, the fact that I said that was a gimme means everybody bet Louisville. That's the that's the bank right there. Speaking of, uh, my coworker Bart uh, tweeted at me and said I could have bought a house betting against y'all's picks, uh, and I don't disagree. When when la- this week or last week? Last week. Well, I so he listened this past week. Um, oh, so when I went 0 for 5, yeah, he could have bought it. If he if he bet enough, he could have bought a house for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, maybe maybe this is a great podcast for you to win some damn money. It actually is, if you think about it. So, I mean, you know, do your thing. Bet, look, we have losing records. Bet against us, you win. That's just how it is. Look, I mean, it's facts. That is quick facts. We should be selling um, how shitty we are at gambling. Like, just do the opposite. Yeah, we'll start selling programs where we're like, um, uh, we're taking these teams, take the other ones. We're so damn bad. We're pulling these picks out of our ass. So you should do the opposite. So Notre Dame, we have Notre Dame covering, so take Louisville. Next game, which I find to be a very interesting line, personally. We have greatest offense in the country, Ole Miss. Giving one and a half points at Arkansas. Who? So I want to take Ole Miss, but how many players do they have that have COVID? Like, we don't know. We, you know how it works, Taylor. They all have COVID because if he does, like, shit. Let's, let me let me see if I got anything. Ole Miss dealing with outbreak. Like, which which Ole Miss players have COVID because? Well, you know they're not going to say until uh, Saturday morning, and we're making these picks on Wednesday, which is the dumbest thing you can possibly do this season. So I want to have a disclaimer for this then. So All of our picks come with a disclaimer. Don't listen to us. Yeah, I guess that's true. But go ahead. If Ole Miss has all their guys on offense somehow, then I'll take Ole Miss. But if they lose two to three offensive players, like – like actual contributors, then I'm going to take Arkansas. As it stands Arkansas. at this very moment. Because Arkansas has been playing their ass off for yeah. Sam Pittman. I mean, if we're being honest, like, they look a lot better. Like, Sam Pittman's doing work there, man. So, as it stands right now, who are you taking? I'll take Ole Miss. Wow. I'll take Ole Miss. I mean, I'm... I have to pick them. It's, it is, it is, and that's that's why I'm so split because I'm like, look, Ole Miss is amazing on offense. They are gonna feel they're gonna feel a little bit slapped down after this past weekend. Um, I can definitely see Arkansas covering this if I'm in completely honest with you. It like you said, it's a pick 'em, it's a toss up. 
I'm going to go with Arkansas basically thinking, one, Ole Miss is going to have somebody significant missing because it seems like a decent amount of people are missing. Yeah, I, I do not hate that, and I would probably regret taking Ole Miss, to be honest. And, and two, it's at Arkansas. And I think at Ole Miss definitely added some – even though it wasn't a full stadium, that stadium was – the energy was there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, whatever. So uh, I'm going to take Arkansas. This game totally has a chance to be canceled, though. <laughs> so uh, next line, Do we want Auburn. one more game if a game gets canceled? Like an alternate you, game? Oh, like, I te- like we text about it real quick and then just add it? Yeah. Or you mean, like, pick it right now as an alt? Yeah, let's pick it right now as an alternate game. Like, let's find an alternate game in case a game gets canceled. Okay, well, let's let's pick the next game, and while you're talking about it, I'll scroll through the matchups to try to find something halfway decent, because they're SEC all terrible. SEC game. Does it ha- oh, I was going to pick, like, a Sunbelt game. I'm not – no, hell no, because that's how I fell behind. That's how I fell behind in this shit, and I've been kicking your ass since then. I know, uh, but come on. Teams that I knew about, so huh, no. Okay, all right. Well, here. <laughs> while you're picking this game, I'll scroll through them. Next game is Auburn. Number are they ranked? So they're still ranked. I don't know what rank they are. You get it. They're Auburn. Who gives yeah. a shit? Uh, number fourteen, Auburn giving three and a half at South Carolina. I'm gonna yeah. take South Carolina because I think South Carolina and Auburn are about the same team. In terms of talent, like, they both have a couple good players on both sides of the ball. Neither team has great units. But, I mean, South Carolina is at home, and I think South Carolina is going to be able to run on Auburn's defense. Um, and I, and I, I just genuinely don't think Bo Nix is a great quarterback, um, especially on the road. So, give me South Carolina there. All right, I hear you. I by the way, I can't find any more SEC matchups because Vandy's canceled, Florida's canceled. I think this is it. Okay. <laughs> so I'll pick another rando. Uh, I won't go Sunbelt. I'll pick a Power Five. I promise. All right. All right, that's fair. But I hear what you're saying. They are about the same level, but I think Kentucky's about the same level as South Carolina. And never trust Will Muschamp. I'm going Auburn, dude. I don't, I don't hate that. I mean, look, I, I don't hate it. I don't. I also it. don't trust uh, Gus Malzahn and Chad uh, Morris. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean. The worst part about both those bets is I can see both of them happening. Exactly. That's why they're both about pick'ems. Vegas knows better than you or I. All right? Yeah. Um, and, again, just bet against us. Although, in these split games – I don't know. I don't know. I guess listen to you because you're winning more, but. Winning my ass off. You're actually in the split games the past couple weeks. You're on fire. Um, so just for what it's worth, if you're ever going to listen to this podcast for this advice. Uh, next game. And while I while you talk about this one, I will find a game. Kentucky at number 18, Tennessee, Tennessee giving six in Knoxville. I'll take Tennessee. Oh, man. To be honest, I think they're a pretty tough little squad. I mean, like, they're physical. Um, I like their linebacker number 11, Tua Lolo, or whatever the hell his name is. I, I'm, I sure you nailed, I'm sure you nailed that. I don't mean to, like, mispronounce it. Like, that dude, like, I was texting with a couple buddies, um, Matt and Justin, this past weekend. Like, 
that dude is good. Alabama missed out on him. Like that dude is he's a he's a dude. He can play. They're physical on the line. Um, you know, I hope they lose because I hate Tennessee, but they're a, they're not a bad team. Agreed. Mm. I got the uh, Braves highlights on my TV right now. That's uh. There's like no highlights. Jet, the Jets are gonna start Joe Flacco. I'm sorry, nobody cares about this. Um, I have Joe Flacco's autograph somewhere from Senior Bowl. Yeah, Senior Bowl, Delaware. Stand Delaware, up. baby, big ups, Joe. Uh, nice guy, really nice guy. Um, all right, so for this game, everybody's gonna hate this. I actually. I actually do like Tennessee to bounce back. I think Kentucky is not very good. But the main reason I'm taking this, this making this pick is because we are going to a wedding this weekend of our good friends, Emily and Kevin. And Kevin is a Tennessee fan. And this pick's for Kevin. I don't think he listens to the podcast, but this pick's for Kevin nonetheless. We're going we're gonna to turn Kevin on the podcast, and then we're going to have Kevin on the podcast. Kevin's got it. Kevin would be an excellent guest. Kevin be a great guest. We're going to have Kevin on. My dad, also named Kevin, is fuming at this conversation. Yeah, probably. <laughs> we'll, also, we'll also have we'll – we'll have Avery's dad on as well. We, we've had him on before. We'll have him on again. But this pick, this pick's for uh, Big Kevin. Kevin Moore. Shouts outs. Uh, not, not a, but not go balls. True, true. But also, if we lose this pick, it doesn't matter because we're the same. But it would look better on our records if we won it. All right, next game, I picked an alternate, by the way. But this is the last game of the, the original five. Texas A&M, whatever they, they are ranked, 11, giving seven at giving only seven at Mississippi State. I, I, think we're on the, I think we're on the same page here. I'm hammering Texas A&M here. Dude, like, come on. I, Mississippi come on. State has only looked decent in one game. No, they looked really good in one game, and they've scored 15 points since. Like – like I like I'm kind of baffled by by that line. I mean, to be honest, like seven, like that is it's even it's, odds, even odds at seven. Considering Texas A&M beat a top ten team last week, I mean, and a team that like is is perennial like or not perennial, but like consensus like top ten like Florida's good, you know, like. They're not yeah. or great, but they're like they're way damn better than Mississippi State. 100. percent Like, give me, I'm I'm hammering in in there. Dude, listen, even odds, and again, nobody should listen to me, and this will almost 100 come back to bite me, almost 100. But even odds at A&M giving seven points to this Mississippi State team is the best bet you could make this week. It has to be. I can't imagine a better bet, much less outside the SEC. This is this looks so clear. Like, what do you do? What do you, who who stopped Mississippi State? Who stopped them? Miss uh, Arkansas and Kentucky. Come on, man. Like A and M is not great, but they're not that damn bad. Like they're at least at least defensively as good as Arkansas and Mississippi I'm State. Like, at the least. Heck. I'm perplexed by that line. I mean, even like, odds at seven points. Come on, boys. Maybe I'm wrong, but like, I guess we'll see. Like, if unless that moves this weekend, when I'm with y'all, uh, that's gotta that's gotta be hit. All right. 
So, alternate game, which actually, in hindsight, looking at this game. No, I'm picking a different one. I'm picking a different one. It involved Vautech, who's canceled like three games this season. <laughs> so, instead, we're going to go with Taylor. Number five team in the country for me? I didn't think so. It is the mighty North Carolina Tar Heels. Holy shit. North Carolina's fifth? Number five, giving 14 at FSU. What you got? Uh, North Carolina, because Florida State is trash. It's pretty bad in Tallahassee. Um, North Carolina looked amazing against Vautech, who I picked because they had players who sat out eventually. Actually, I don't know who sat out. They had 15 players missing, though, so sue me on that one there. Who? What's your co-worker's name? Uh, Bart. Yeah, sue me, Bart, on missing that pick. But 15 players missing, and we recorded on a Thursday. What can you do? All right. Uh, God, you know, listen, we've not. You know what? This is an alternate. I'm taking North Carolina as well. They looked really good. And FSU gave up a shit ton of points to Notre Dame. Um, Listen, dude, Notre Dame is a uh, – is 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 good there i think this north carolina offense is legit um so i think they're gonna put up bukus of points on florida state no doubt uh all right taylor well uh do you have anything else to add um nah just hopefully continued improvement for coach saban hopefully he stays crossed yeah um yeah, I mean, that, I mean, hopefully he stays asymptomatic, and you know, we get him back soon, and and he and everything's great, and we don't have any outbreaks on the team, and I mean, I guess that's, I mean, yeah, everybody, everybody, well wishes to Coach Saban. Obviously, uh, like we said, we'd we'd take a bullet for the man, so we would take uh, a bullet later for Coach Saban. So. <laughs> So obviously, well, which is Dan, and obviously, you know, uh, hopefully none of the players got it. Everybody, everybody, stay safe, man. Wear a mask. Just wear a mask. Come on, let's be let's be feet reasonable about this shit. Um, saving, yeah, I know Taylor, but that's for other people. And if everybody wore a mask, then everybody would be safe. But everybody doesn't wear a mask. All right, come on. We know how this works. We're, let's. And on political issues. This isn't political. This is science. Let's all use our noggins. Look at the meta-analyses. Come on. It's science for fuck's sake. All right. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, hopefully everybody gets better. Um, this game is going to be a shit show, and we will be a shit show during it. And I'm sure I, – I will be with you. You will be live-tweeting from the Twitter account. Yeah. yeah. I will make you live-tweet from the Twitter account. Yeah, so uh, I'll be at a rehearsal dinner for part of it. Right. Um, but then I will join Avery at an establishment. Also friend of the pod, Justin. Also friend of the pod, Kevin. Um, also friend of us, Chase, who doesn't listen to the pod, but I mean, what friend of us. Chase, Liz, everybody. We'll all be there. Sally. Uh, Sal- the, and I believe we'll all make them listen to the podcast. I believe Liz and Sally – on the podcast previously it was liz and maybe carly actually yeah they were all on one time yeah so friends of the pod 100 percent uh we will be tweeting follow us at not so experts i what day is it i may or may not 
pull the trigger on Adobe, the Adobe suite that's on sale right now, which would mean clips on the Instagram, follow us at not so experts on Instagram. I've been made for it and I'll pay for it. It is $340 a year. Shit. Yeah. You're going to, will you have these? I'll have it. Yeah. You'll have that? Yeah. We'll discuss this off pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, follow us at Not So Experts Instagram and Twitter. Give us a five star review on iTunes if you like the podcast. If you didn't like the podcast, don't worry about it. Just ignore it. Don't even. It doesn't even exist to you. Don't waste your damn time. Don't just don't even waste your time because we're not even looking at the the comments or the reviews. Okay, we're just banking on people doing them. All right. Um, and tell your friends. You know what? Tell your friends about it. Because you know, quite frankly, we haven't had any growth, and I feel like if everybody tells one of their friends. Any growth, dickhead. Okay, well that's not true. That is actually not true. That's not true. That was a lie. But which now doesn't sound like a lie, but it isn't. We have see point being if everybody tells one of their friends everybody tells one of their friends we double in growth in size of audience. So tell your friends. Tell your friends. Come on, guys. Just listen to it in the car with some friends, some other gumps, and uh, you know, uh we'll have you on the pod. You show you let us know you listen to this with somebody else, we'll have you on the pod. That's a yeah. half that's that? a half offer. Oh yeah. Unless unless we don't like you. Yeah. Um absolutely. But anyways, like I said, uh follow us on everything, like us and rate us on everything. Only five stars, thanks. Uh we will be tweeting. We will be back next week. I'll be I feel tweeting. like this. I'll be tweeting up a damn storm this weekend. You'll be, you'll have to. Are you okay with switching between accounts? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. All right, fantastic. I can't, I, I can't wait personally uh, to watch the game with you because it is blackout or backout, folks. Do not miss this. One more time at Not So Experts on Twitter. Backout, blackout or backout policy only for Taylor and I this weekend. It is going to be fun. So get in while you can. Okay. And then on Instagram, maybe we do an Instagram live. So just follow. Yeah. That's the last plug. I'm sorry. I've done it four times. Thank you all so much for listening. We will be back next week on Wednesday. And until then, roll tide. Roll tide. Rolling down a backwoods, Tennessee byway. One arm on the wheel. Holding my lover with the other. A sweet, soft, southern thrill Worked hard all week Got a little jingle On a Tennessee Saturday night Couldn't feel better I'm together With my Dixieland delight Spend my dollar Park in a holler needs a mountain moonlight Hold her up tight Make a little loving A little turn it up